0: the point is you have to use like the fiat banking system to do this if you're if you're using something like bisque or robosats or peach or whatever with this with localsats.org you're just meeting a person
1: you don't need anybody's permission you don't need the banking system you can just do cash Hey everybody, this is the High Hash Rate Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. And this podcast is just two plebs getting high and talking about Bitcoin, life, and the absurdity of the fiat world. Our guests don't necessarily get high with us, and you don't have to either. But it helps. Yeah, hey, welcome to High Hash Rate.
2: Uh, another, today we've got Jared. Uh, Jared is the uh, founder of a new... I guess product, a new app, a new company. I don't know how what you want to call it called localsats.org. So what up, Jared? How's it going?
0: What's up, guys? How you doing?
2: Pretty good. Uh we record here pretty late. Mike's on the west coast. I'm in the Midwest here. Where are you located at? If you don't want to say specifically, just you know uh, I'm
0: in Southern California.
2: Oh nice. All right. Are you uh you might be neighbors with Mike? You might see him running down the, the canyons, juggling or <laughs> no excuse me his spine is the drone there's a there was somebody that lived in my neighborhood and she was called the joggler and uh she i think she went uh, to creighton university which is like kind of down the street from here because she always wore like creighton gear but she just she would run in like a like a training bra and she just had a huge uh huge tits and she would just be juggling they, i mean her, her you know it was just you'd see her we're jog, jogging down the street every day just juggling three. Like, I don't know, balls. I I got that confused. Mike likes to run dance and has a drone footage of that. Yeah. If you ever see that, my point is, if you ever see that, that's Mike.
1: Jared, Jared, who, who, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah. So let's see.
0: I am a mid thirties white male, just like every other big corner.
1: Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, so I actually did a lot of jujitsu in my twenties. I saw uh, oh, yeah. you do you do jujitsu, right?
2: Yeah, it's I, I started training in 2014 and then uh, kind of stopped going as much around like 2019 and COVID kind of killed it for a while. And I've been getting slowly back into it. Uh, I'm a few years older now I'm in my mid to late thirties, then it's the recovery is a lot tougher yeah
0: yeah it is are you are you no, into
1: jujitsu, jitsu as well
2: yeah
0: so uh i i trained at the alliance headquarters in atlanta i lived in atlanta for a little while nice with uh and let's see where else and uh right now i go to victory sometimes and they have uh so like dean Lister, jeff glover
2: oh yeah jaco
0: willing jaco
2: you ever rolled with jaco
0: no, I've never rolled with Jacko. I don't. I don't think I have. I've I've talked to him a few times, but I don't think we've ever rolled.
2: What about the other two, Dean and and Jeff? Yeah. Did you get donkey I've,
0: guarded? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, these are like some of the best grapplers to ever live. So
2: <laughs> that's wild. Like that's yeah. I mean, like that's a different kind of uh, confidence or a different kind of I don't know, just like Zen that you have walking through the world. Like I mean, where where I trained. There are some pretty good dudes, relatively speaking. Like uh, like Drew Dober's uh a uh, ranked light heavyweight in the UFC, right? He's no, he's not Dean and Jocko. He's a small. He's about my size, way more muscular. Um, yeah, you know he and he he doesn't really train there all the time, but that's because he moved. But it's his hometown, so he's there quite a bit. So it's just like, but you know what I mean? Like training with people like that, even when they kick your fucking ass. Um, when you walk through, you know, the supermarket or somewhere else, like you just. It's just a different feeling, when you're like, dude. Like, even if you, you know, worst case scenario, you don't fight better than Jocko or Dean Lister. So, like, I, I'm not worried about shit. Yeah, yeah but it's like I do this for fun. Like,
0: <laughs> but like Jeff Glover is like, he's smaller than me. He's like, he's yeah. not a very big guy at all. Like you see him, he doesn't look very intimidating or anything.
2: But he's so good; it's crazy. Oh yeah, like I mean, you especially when you're new, you could be. A big dude pretty muscular pretty fit and then like you got some like purple belt brown belt chick who's like half your size and you're like oh, exhausted after like a five-minute roll you're like holy fuck like i should i thought i'd kill you yeah it's crazy it, it's, it, it, did you see what, is a great sport and you do, you do you still do that regularly or is that more of a thing that you uh,
0: every few weekends i'll go i used to do it all the time but um i've got i've like got my knee blown out um doing jujitsu and like i learned how to surf while it was like yeah. while i was healing from that and uh like ever since you're, then so you're a, been, you're a surfer
1: you're yeah. a surfer as well okay okay yeah That's i like a... to surf yeah all
0: right so ever since then i've like i still do jujitsu sometimes but I, I like to surf more it's because i got i'm like pretty close to the beach so.
2: so you it sounds like you kind of get drawn into some of these what we you know i think it some people call them rabbit holes or like these you get sucked into these like r- these activities these hobbies that are extremely fucking hard uh sometimes <laughs> physically usually mentally as well uh maybe you don't know, maybe it's fun to you also at the same time but like it's also like showing up to train three or four or five days a week at a jiu-jitsu gym is for an hour two hours and just get absolutely yeah manhand i never thought about huge that. strong dudes right like then and yeah. And you're learning to fight and you're you're constantly getting defeated. I mean, every time you go in and you're new, you're just getting defeated. And it's like, not just like somebody's beating you at a video game. Like it's, somebody is choking you, making, basically saying, I can kill you. And if you say, stop by tapping me on the shoulder or whatever, like I'll stop. But just so you know, like in this interaction, I I did whatever I wanted to. And you got to do that every single day. And then eventually like weeks, months in, you do that to somebody else. And then you do some like another person the, the the ratio in the gym of people who can kill you any given moment and the people who can't who you can kill if it came down to it, right? Like then that like, the confidence you get from that like is is, is hard to match. Would you agree with yeah. that? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. And it's just so good for you, like everything about it, like
2: healthy the, body, healthy body, strength
0: training, the it's almost like meditation. Yeah. Even just like if you do ghee, like the ghee rubbing all over your skin is like really good for your skin. Like being like smashed is good for your organs, you know, like it's it's crazy. Flexibility.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, and it's like that's just the physical aspects, the mental aspects, the mental toughness, the dis you learn about yourself, right? Like when you play team sports in um, you know, the quarterback throws an interception at the end of the you know super bowl right and you lose and it's like well no matter how, how well you played as the running back or the wide receiver or defense it doesn't matter because somebody else blew it uh in jujitsu or you know correlated corollary to that is somebody can throw a game-winning touchdown and you suck the whole game but in you know jujitsu or combat sports it's like if you want to win if you want to start changing that ratio at the gym it's all on you if you want to survive surfing a wave and not drown and get sucked out in the undercurrent like that's on you it's like you've got to be yeah, it's
0: all on you. you yeah, surfing. So sorry, you muted up there for a second. Yeah, like, surfing is really hard too. Like it takes forever to get any decent at all. Like I'm still embarrassed to see myself surf. I've been surfing for like seven years or something like that.
1: What What is it? What is it about this? Um, actually, here's a question. Both of you can speak to. This sort of jujitsu getting smashed, your organs, your, your sort of move, you know, you have to like, take on another human being right who's stronger than you um how and you get more and more into that relationship between another human being how has that affected your social interactions maybe either one of you can speak to this i don't know probably both of you can
0: um so i mean i guess nothing really to poignant to say but I mean like usually if I'm like meeting a friend at the beach like last time I met my friends at the beach like I ended up taking one of them down and like get inside control and neon on belly but uh <laughs> I don't know that's that's probably about it I'm just like more likely to like try to wrestle around.
1: <laughs> I guess I was I'm speaking specifically to the idea of having like a conversation with someone. If you feel attacked, are you able to maneuver differently in the wording? Is, has it shifted the way that you think?
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe not necessarily in a conversation, but definitely like the way that you approach problems, like trying to figure out the easiest way to do something, like to apply the most leverage, like the the way to do something to use the least amount of your energy, you know? So instead of messing through something, trying to figure out a way to like do it without using as much energy.
1: So do you find yourself having, by that response, it makes me think, do you find yourself having longer conversations or shorter conversations?
0: You know, I've never, I've never thought about how it would relate to conversations probably probably shorter but I, honestly i can't i can't figure out how how they would link
1: it's it still makes me think of another question are you i'm sorry if this gets too personal as well um <laughs> do you do you feel like you're trying to get to the point faster in a conversation than the person that you're having a conversation with Sorry, I've gone off this tangent. This this is high hash rate, guys.
0: No, no, it's. I I don't. I think that I'm like that in general. I don't know if it's because of jujitsu or not, but I I think that, mm. that that's kind of the way that I am.
1: Do you think jujitsu has been a? Well, uh, can you speak a little bit about your entrance into jujitsu? And here's something I want to sort of tie into how it relates to Bitcoin, because I have, keep finding you guys like surfer, ex-military. <laughs> jiu-jitsu dudes into bitcoin <laughs> about yeah,
2: that. It, it's so here, sorry I, I, that's better thank I you had the audio problems but uh the you said the thing about energy right like it's they're both conservation of energy when you get into a a, a, a sprawl a, a, or a, a role as they call it like sparring it's if, if you get in a fight with anybody if you just get a good defensive or like control position on them and let them like swing away or just like burn. They're, they're going to burn out their energy in like 15, 20 seconds. And then you've, you've got them from there. If you know what you're doing, you've got the technique. And it's like surfing. Like if you're just paddling and you're burning all your energy paddling out to the waves and then you, you can't swim really well, you're not in great shape, you're nervous, all you're not controlling your breathing. Like you might get into a situation where you're going to drown up there. Like you, you got to control yourself. You've got to conserve your energy. And I think whether or not you immediately recognize it, I think that you start to apply what you, it, what you're kind of observing through doing these activities, and you're seeing like okay, like then you see Bitcoin, and it just kind of follows that, you know, conservation of energy. It's it's a system that you know, you have to have a tie to the real world uh it there there are real world constraints um just this the way that the whole system operates follows this flow that you've either you know you know it or not through this training um you're kind of just seeing it's like now this is how successful things work and then it kind of changes your perspective and i think that's like something that people recognize either consciously or unconsciously that brings them to these kind of sports and these types of things uh these types of activities including bitcoin but jared what what is your what is your day job are you like the town cobbler like uh are you a plumber like what do you do what, what how did you or what yeah how do you what's your background Yeah, professional no, for
0: the past like five years i've been doing coding so professional like uh developer
2: oh nice uh what did you go to school for that or did you, are you self-taught? It's like I'm self-taught. Um, self-taught. Yeah. And what made you want to do that? I
0: learned how to automate my job. So I, I, I used to be a CPA. And uh, I learned how to, um, like, automate journal entries using SQL. And so oh, yeah. that's kind of hard
2: yeah. It's basic shit. And you're like, oh, I don't have to work that hard anymore.
0: Yeah. Get and I just thought that it. was more fun. So more, like, interesting and creative and productive. So kind of just started doing that
2: so you left you left one job that chat gpt is going to quickly replace for another that people think is going to quickly replace we're going to i don't think we're going to lose our jobs to chat gpt but no
0: i don't think so i don't think so i i I think that the accountants definitely will but i think that the the programmers will be i mean like some of the last ones too probably
2: Yeah. If you, if you, if you learn how to leverage AI and you don't like, you know, fall behind for sure. I mean, but that's like, that's all developers. Um, and so how about Bitcoin? What, where was, where did you take the orange pill? Like, was it like the 2020 cycle, the 2017 cycle? How was that, uh, for you?
0: Yeah. I I remember I'm, I realized after the podcast, the last podcast that I did, that I said 2019, but it was actually late 2020. Okay. So, yeah, um, because the
2: bull run was kind of starting. It and- was like, yeah,
0: yeah I, my first buy was at like 19K, like when it was just shooting up. Okay. And like, I think it was like December 20, 2020. My buddy sent me um, BTC001 and BTC005, the Investor Podcast.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, The Michael
0: Saylor one. Yeah, okay. And uh, Robert B. Love. I just listened to those two, and I was just like, I just responded to them. I was like, this thing can't be stopped. Like, you know, like, how do I buy some? And I just, pretty much ever since then, I've just been pretty much obsessed with it.
2: Yeah. um, Was that... Sorry. Was that... Was it the price action that got you first or was it the, the podcast? where you like the and the number going through this roof was like, oh shit, what's this? And then you started listening or did you start listening and then you noticed it was going crazy?
0: I don't remember which one I noticed first, but um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Like I had, I had like a little chunk of change. I was just saving cash. I was like a Dave Ramsey guy, like at that point. And I was just like, I had like a bunch of cash and savings and uh, I just put it all into Bitcoin. Like once like
2: yeah,
0: oh, I never, wow. and I never got out I've, it's all done since.
2: That is <laughs> like, that's like jumping in with Jocko for your first role right there. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, And so you've been kind of going, you went to the, the, the bull market and now we're kind of coming out of a bear market and then you decided was, you decided to do something <laughs> just contribute right like you it was local sats your first foray into this or did you have anything kind of prior to that that you were cooking up that just maybe you didn't finish or just didn't work out or anything like that first yeah of, this what, was what kind is of my local, first...
1: what is local sats yeah. by the way
2: yeah yeah Explain yeah. basically yeah
0: yeah sure so local sats.org it's just a free website that i built um anybody can go to log in with lightning so you can log in with your bitcoin lightning wallet Um, And then from there, when you log in, you'll see a little map, you can click on the map and you can create a post to buy or sell Bitcoin. And then you'll see a little marker there, wherever you clicked on the map. So somewhere close to your house, you know, and, uh, and then others can log in and see that little marker. And if they're interested, they can click it and say, Hey, this, and they'll see, Hey, this person wants to buy, you know, some Bitcoin. Um, There's a little button to chat with the user. And then you can open up a chat back and forth with the user and uh, coordinate the meetup to buy or sell
2: so the the objective is essentially you log in you check the map in your area say oh somebody here wants to sell and then you meet up with them in person and then that's where you do the transaction
0: yeah exactly
2: is there like um, is there any I don't know protocol or certain way that the users have to handle the transaction or to like, you know is it handing off a, uh, one of those one of those things that cold card maker makes the, it's like a little hot. open dime, open dime, like an open dime or a, you just, they yeah,
0: show no, no it leaves, it leaves all of that completely open to the user. Like my idea was just to make the simplest tool possible to allow for people to, to do anonymous, like in-person Bitcoin transactions. So the way that I envision it being used is like, you know, you put po- usually most of the posts are like 0.01, like pretty small amounts. And, uh, so, you know, somebody meets up, somebody like clicks chat with user on a post and then um, they'll say like, okay, well, what time do you want to meet? Because they already know where they're going to meet, right? Because they posted where they want to meet. But ideally, like in a public place that's right, crowded, right? Cra- that's crowded, like a public park or something. They, okay, I'll meet at 5 p.m. tomorrow. Okay, that sounds good. Um, is cash okay? Sure. Okay, see you then. And then, so that's kind of the idea. And then, uh, and then, you know, they meet and, you know, the person could bring their, you know, watch only wallet or whatever, whatever kind of wallet they wanted to receive the the money on and, uh, and have the, you know, just do the transaction right there in person.
2: Nice. And uh, how many users do you have or how many, you know, potential meetups do you think this has Cause this is new, right? Like it's been launched for about a month.
0: Yeah. It's been launched about 40 days. There's 170 total users. There's about 70 uh, posts right now. Okay. Um, and there's about 150 messages. I can't see the contents of the messages that they're encrypted, but but uh, I would imagine there's at least, there's at least been a couple of transactions, but uh, it's still All definitely. Right. new. All right. Cool. So.
2: Yeah. So it's like, you know, you don't have analytics after 40 days on the side project, but
0: yeah, I thought about putting in like some kind of a way to determine like if they, if the transaction was completed, kind of like BISC. I don't know if you guys have ever used BISC, but I I thought about like kind of doing a similar life cycle of a transaction. Like you make a post and then once somebody replies, you have, you know, seven days to respond. Yeah. And then, you know, you have, a certain number of days to to close that transaction or that chat goes away. Yeah, and when when it goes away, it asks you, did you complete this or not, and right. something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do, like, there's all kinds of stuff. I um, think like, there's all kinds of creative things you could do. Like, uh, yeah, just ask them. That's probably like what most apps do. Um, yeah. You can even like, you know, let them voluntarily give you like the the transaction ID. Uh, you know, it's not required, but it's like, that's just more data you could collect or just some kind of like, if you did like a feedback with users, right? Like you get, like this person's been a buyer or seller or this, you know, profile has been a buyer or seller with good feedback. Cause I feel like I think a concern that I would have, or many people would have maybe slight is like, oh, what's, what if this is a fed, you know, and they're going to try to get me for doing some, uh, yeah. action, uh without you no know, KYC, right. So So you think,
0: do you think that uh, like a reputation system would be good? Is that kind of what you're getting at? Absolutely.
2: Like one of the first things they said about the internet in the nineties when it came out, right. It's like, nobody was going to do commerce or transactions online on this internet thing because it was, you know, you sell something to somebody online and maybe they don't, or maybe you buy something and they don't deliver it to you. Like they just took your money. There's nothing you can do about it. Like you can't get it back. Uh, There was no recourse at that time. Right. these companies and these banks and these chargebacks on credit cards. Like it was like, almost like crypto or block, you know, Bitcoin, like if you send it and somebody just keeps it, there's nothing but you can't reverse it. But eBay became one of the biggest companies in the world. And, you know, by the early two thousands, simply by having this marketplace where anybody could rug you and they didn't Silk Road was the same way that was using Bitcoin, right? Like people could rug you and they didn't, and they had reputation scores uh, and that almost served as like a, currency in itself is having a high having a good reputation as a seller mm-hmm. or a buyer so yeah a reputation score would be i think really helpful to help weed out feds it's like a it is kind of like a proof of work thing it's like you to get that high reputation score if it's not gamed, if it's not hacks, right like it's you had to earn that so it's a you know, yeah yes yeah, it's, it's like longest chain
1: type of thing
0: yeah <laughs> i've heard that i've heard that feedback from a few different people now i'm, de- I'm definitely going to implement that sometime soon it's a, it's a
1: good idea. Can I just say that bravo on the on the name because localsads.org. I mean, what a nice what a no, nice be, name, right? It reminds
2: me of like, Bitcoins, you know.
1: I, I mean how homegrown can you really sound right there? Right. I know. I,
2: the
0: first one, the first uh URL, the first domain that I found was like Bitcoin. Buy, sell trade.com or something like that <laughs> that sounds <laughs> simple and then that's um simple. and then um I asked my girlfriend I was like, she was like, no that's that's too long And uh, she was like, ask chat GBT. so I just like put in a chat GBT, like what are some good names for you know Bitcoin And then I was like, okay, let's well, of Bitcoin say SATs or Satoshi's and it came up with it and I went and looked and I was like, there it is 13 dollars a year like yeah yeah AWS. I was surprised it was it was available for that cheap.
2: Yeah, it's uh it's it's like like you said it's very new and you're just kind of working on it in your, in your time um and i think i heard you say on the why bitcoin podcast when they're interviewing you about local sets like this isn't like a really a business so to speak you're not making money on this you're not taking a cut in any way you're just kind of trying to build a, a community a service uh with this local Sats, So I'm wondering, like, have you considered like open sourcing the code and like letting anybody kind of create a shell or whatever, a version of local, uh, local sats. And just kind of letting, you know, all these things, all these features that you want to implement that we're talking about, like, boom, they just start getting added. Like people that believe in local sats boom, like somebody adds a reputation system. Somebody adds, a um, a better chat experience or a better way to track, you know, how kind of manage your, uh, offers or your, you know, maybe get a, a, a ding on your phone. If somebody, uh, pu- you know, pin something on the map within five miles, stuff like that, mm-hmm. then, almost like Noster, right? Like you could, some people could say, I don't want to use this version of the, um, reputation system. I want to change how it looks and they could run it that way on theirs. Cause it's open source, you know, people could send links to each other on Noster and, you know, the app could start to bloom there. So, I mean, there's a million possibilities, right? Like, have you ever considered open sourcing yeah. it and tapping into that?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, um, I think it's a great idea. I I welcome, you know, contributors and PRs to to my repo. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. And then also the Nostr thing, you know, I think it would be cool. I talked about it a little bit on why Bitcoin. I think it would be cool to have the backend run on Nostr for this instead of, a database because then that would really open it up there you go you could have people build different clients right because, it, because the because the data would be open source so right now you know i have the password to the database so right
2: yeah but you could like uh, uh, you know what i'm thinking about with because i i think snoster stuff's pretty cool too um and some of the possibilities with it it's almost like right now you're running the server on what aws it sounds like and then but it's you know it's just some JavaScript code I assume. Um, so how many you know how much space could that take up on a anybody's hard drive? So you could just have it so your little server that you built in JavaScript is propagated to all these relays all over Nostr all over almost like yeah, remember like Napster like people just have those MP3s like people would host your um, host your website's code and it would just all these little servers and they could. Store the entire database. They can store parts of the database. that you, you can just get that from any anywhere in the decentralized network and run that local uh, client or excuse me that local instance mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. still be connected to the other users. You, know, you don't need yeah. to do anything, right? Like it's, it's yeah, you can't shoot it down because this you know local sets is pretty cool, but there's like all these uh, peer-to-peer private solutions that catch the eyes of. The authorities but you know it's decentralized there's nothing they can do about it
0: yeah absolutely i think that would be cool and then another thing i was thinking about is like um so something i saw another project do i can't remember what the project was but basically go on tour and then not <laughs> be too late but <laughs> and then become completely anonymous, like, right. I guess it's too late for this project, but um, you know, if there was like another a, diff- a different local stats.org that
2: right. popped
0: up on tour, nobody knew who the, right who the founder was with the, and they, maybe they ran their database on a local computer
2: that served right. it. Right, similarly, so, mean, yeah. that's essentially what Silk Road yeah. did and that's how they
1: survived for so long. Right, um, right. The, can I ask one question in between here? Yeah. Yeah. The question is, why did you why did you create this?
0: Um. So I got laid off from my job. And I just needed a project. And I woke up one morning. And it just kind of popped in my head. I was like, Oh, I want to, I want to, you know, build this. And uh, one of the one of the big things that like got me started on it was I was trying to figure out how to implement lightning, uh, LN URL, like lightning authentication. And so I knew that I wanted to use lightning authentication with this. And so it took me like three weeks to figure out how to do that. And uh, once I did that, I was like, okay, this is really
2: cool. Now I can, I can build it. Talk about that. Cause that's kind of a relatively new um, thing that seems like it could really catch fire if people know about it. So what is, what do you mean when you say lightning, you are uh, not lightning, URL, lightning authentication. Yeah. So I've been
0: working a lot on the on the UX for the Lightning authentication for, for local stats.org. That's pretty much what I've been working on all day today. And uh, so basically what it is at a high level is, you know, you just, you have your Bitcoin Lightning wallet and you can use it to essentially prove that you, you know, that you have, that you are who you say you are. Yeah. I guess in a weird way. So
2: like- Your identity.
0: Yeah, yeah, it basically gives you an it gives you an identity, and it's specific to the to the website. So like the localsats.org. If let's say I have my Breeze wallet and I log into localsats.org with it, it might give me an identity, you know, XYZ one two three. And then if I log in to lnmarkets.com with that same uh Bitcoin Lightning wallet, it'll give me a completely different ID number. It might be you know like ABC four five six or whatever. And uh, so it's completely anonymous, permissionless. Um, it's just an open source protocol, URL. off. Um, you know, so a permissionless, anonymous, non-traceable. You can't even trace users between different websites. So it's could really you, cool.
1: Could
2: you, uh, like, could there be, like, a local stats uh, version that runs on Nost- Nostr that you could use your private key to authenticate to your to a profile? <clears throat> I'm yeah,
0: like, you could definitely do that. I've been trying to, uh, um, I've been kind of noodling it over in my head, trying to figure out a way to, uh, like, if I were to convert, take the backend to Noster, like how I would handle the um, the login, right? Because, right. like I said, like with each different URL, it gives you a different ID. So, like if I let's say, like for example, if we changed it, change the URL to localsats2.org like that would give you a different, uh, user ID when you log in. So I've trying. I've been trying to figure out in my head, like if we did change the URL or go to tour or whatever, how could I make it to where all these users who have already signed up and created posts could like claim their identity or whatever. I'm sure there's some way to do it.
2: Sure. But- sure. That'd be, that's an interesting problem that somebody could solve. Um, the.
1: So you know, I'm I'm totally lost in all all of that uh, conversation.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's uh, it's a little technical, but it's it's, it's okay though. It's digital okay. identity. It's it's about law. Lo- it's it's about proving who you are in the right context. Whether you're on the web, you're on the decentralized web, you know, and doing it anonymously, doing it that's in a in a much more private way, but also. Solves the problem of you know these products, these services that need to have identity authentication, just, you know, just like logging into your email, so, logging into your.
1: Sorry, spam. correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. Then, so basically, Jared, you've created this thing that I can log into a, a Lightning wallet from a device or something that could be anonymous, I guess. And, it because it's a Lightning wallet now, I can interact with anyone in that um atmosphere and i can meet them locally and they know i have the money because i have logged in with my lightning wallet and i'm going to give them whatever they're going to trade with me right
0: it's not quite that it's not quite that deep so um the, the, <laughs> so, the light the login with lightning actually doesn't tell the person like how much money is on the wallet so they don't necessarily know that you have the Bitcoin. Yeah, but- you're they're just kind of taking them for their work
2: yeah, that's just like a, that's a totally separate thing. The lightning is just like you, you go to create a, a you know, a, a something on a website, like a profile. Most play, you got to give your email address, your name, maybe a phone number. Uh, but either in like a, username, a, lot, of password, yeah, a lot of identifiers, basically, yeah, identifiers that can be hacked. That and they could get your information, They're probably not get your password, but they could brute force or whatever. But they it's just a record, and it's usually an email address, too, right? So it's like even if you create a fake email address, like your IP address could still be associated with using it. Like, there's a lot of steps you have to. Do. It's not just private if you use a fake email address. So, like, this is like a a way to prove that you are who you are, and you don't have to give anybody any information other than scanning a Lightning URL because that's your Lightning wallet. It's a, it's a type, If you are using that wallet, it is assumed that that right, is right, you. Right right, right. right. So it doesn't. It doesn't matter who you are anytime you access and authenticate, it's the person who has that wallet. It's the person who has the private key that owns the Bitcoin. It doesn't matter who it is.
0: Right. And there's no way to go backwards. So I can't like look at these people who have logged in and like look at their ID and be like, oh, this is, that's, you know, this person in London. Yeah. Yeah, Like I don't know their IP address or anything about their wallet or anything. It's completely anonymous.
2: Right. So it's, you know, it's it's a, your identity is a bearer instrument. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter what yeah. your security number is in some database in Washington. It doesn't matter what your tax records say. You are, you are you, are you, you are your identity and the yeah and the, and the, I did not
0: I did not um, you know make that uh, Fiat Joff. I'm pretty sure is the person who yes, made it. Yes, the
2: correct. same guy who made Noster. Yeah. So you integrated yeah. something that other people have been. Uh, it's a project right. that they've been working
1: on. Open but browser. you what you have created is a very valuable service in that i can go exchange something for a currency that i want to exchange it for right that's what we're yeah. sa- that's what we're saying right. that's well, interesting
2: it's, right it's the and this is what where i kind of wanted to go with this real quick is like all of this network the Noster even right like all of this is online it's all digital communication but there is a need for these transactions, these interactions between humans, because that's what Bitcoin is. It's, it's interaction between people. And it serves a great utility that you can transact with anybody in the world instantly for free, almost with like lightning. Or, you know, you can put your send your Bitcoin in time with the, the the base chain. But at the end of the day, it's a network. It's people like in, in having ways for people to, meet up in real life I and mean, you got Bitcoin meetups and especially in bigger cities, but this is just another, you know, there might be deep, you know, there's Bitcoiners in Nebraska and Kansas and Oklahoma and Alaska. who don't live, live in rural areas and there's Bitcoiners all around them. They don't even know it. It's like, something, yeah. Cause it's not something you really express unless you're a hardcore, crazy person who's wearing Bitcoin t-shirts and shoes every day. At the <laughs> like there's not a real great way to express a totally online abstract concept. So it's, yeah, kind of people finding out like in their rural town, like, Oh, somebody's trying to sell Bitcoin, like the fucking barn down the street. I didn't know Jeff was a Bitcoiner. And then you, yeah, go, exactly. and, and, and you make a trade and it's, and it's just more Bitcoiners finding each other in the real world. And it becoming a real, a real thing in the physical reality. And it's not. Just yeah, exactly. An online thing. And there,
0: there's nothing illegal about it either. Right. Like, you right. know, Buying and selling Bitcoin peer to peer is not illegal in the United States um and uh so you know there's nothing illegal on my website it's not like it's a market for you know for illegal substances or anything like that
2: um building the bitcoin network the bitcoin community mm -hmm. in the real world it's yeah it's taking it outside the computer it's taking outside the screen and it's creating real relationships real interactions real commerce real um free trade between individuals who share the same interests and have the uh, desire to transact uh, no coercion just I have this I want to give you this let's trade
0: the simplest thing you can imagine and you know it's another thing is like with BISC like I I still use BISC you know because local stats is so new like I haven't there's not any posts in my area so I'm just you know so I still use BISC but the problem with BISC is is I have to send people money over like you know, different payment methods. So, like, you know, Cash App or Zelle or uh, Strike. I think Cash App is on is actually Robosats, but, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah. So, so. Th- the point is, you have to use like the fiat banking system to do this. If you're if you're using something like Bisc or Robosats or Peach or whatever, with this with LocalSats.org, you're just meeting a person. You don't need anybody's permission. You don't need the banking system. You can just do cash.
2: Right. And or whatever. It doesn't have to be cash, right? Like think about it. Like, yeah, Bitcoin's great for streaming sats to your favorite podcaster or for buying, you know, something online. Oh, it's cool. I got to, but it's also for like maybe the guy down the maybe the farmer down the street has some beef or some raw milk that he wants to rather that Bitcoin, or, but he doesn't like he said that or some Bitcoin.
1: Or some Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Or, you know, and it's like, yeah, he sells that in the community to people for cash, but he really liked Bitcoin, but isn't he? he's like, "What? hey, you want to buy my beef for Bitcoin? They're like, what? No, here's 20 bucks. It's like, oh, but he can go on here and gets like, I, I found a customer who wants something I have, something I'm selling, something I have. I'd rather have Bitcoin and not this because I've made so much of it.
0: Do you think that it's better to have it the way that I have it or to allow people to like basically create a, a listing to sell something?
2: I think for this is just me this is your thing but i think personally that it should just be anybody who has something a service a a product cash amazon gift cards chili's gift cards they'll mow your lawn anything it's like yeah i I would do i want bitcoin from somebody i will do something for it or i will give you something for i will pay you for it with another currency cash whatever yeah.
1: yeah
2: you're just like i want bitcoin I don't have any money to buy any, but I'll mow your lawn. I'll post on local sats. Hey, I'll mow your lawn, twenty bucks worth of Bitcoin. Excellent. Yeah.
1: To me, that sounds like the Craigslist of Yeah. Bitcoin. Exactly. It, or it could be. It could be a pop. I've
0: heard of something I've heard of something like that, though. I'm pretty sure something like that already exists.
1: It does uh, there's no reason that, that Yeah, but localsats.org is definitely Better than whatever that something is. And does that
2: other <laughs> does does that other something allow people to log in with the lightning wallet and mm. do it anonymously? Because if it yeah, does that's a good point. I'm because if sure. it doesn't, I would rather use yours.
1: That's a yeah. a better service for sure.
2: And you could rate people, hey, this guy's got the best, uh, this guy's the best uh, weed whacker, lawnmower in in LA County.
1: So what okay I would you the,
2: can
1: you yeah. can you talk a little bit about the attack? actually i want to be respectful of your time by the way
0: oh um, we're good on time we're fine
1: okay cool okay um can you talk a little bit about the attack vectors uh for local sats.org well, i don't th- i
2: don't think anybody's attacking right now
0: right what can you be a little more specific
1: no because i, th- I <laughs> had to- <laughs> here we go
2: here we go like one of the things that uh one of the benefits of open source, right, is like you're working on this thing yourself, and it, and it sounds like from what you how you've explained it, you know, like encrypted messages for users, lightning login, it's anonymous. Even if they did get somebody's messages, you still wouldn't have their identity unless they did diverge that in their messages. But you know, open sourcing the code or open sourcing the code would let a lot of other people be able to dig through it and be like, oh, this is a vulnerability that uh somebody missed well like, it is I, yeah
0: exactly. it is it is open source. i mean it is oh, um, sure. public repo it's a public repo so okay
2: well perfect yes yeah so if you yeah so you've got that availability so that's that's the beauty of open source like did your question mike is uh there's nothing that's of course ultra secure never has a bug never has a zero-day exploit but by open sourcing it you greatly mitigate that you've got the whole world whose eyes are on the code and ability to make improvements, um, to safeguard people's data and, and privacy for these interactions they might find. But
1: basically, I think what I'm asking, well, when I do a Craigslist, um, when I, I answer a Craigslist ad, I, uh, not a, there's, oh, a, not there's a, a level
2: on the network. You don't want to get beat up in the parking lot when you're trying yeah. to.
1: But I feel like if you, um, are giving out a service that you're only transacting with Bitcoiners, there's a sort of level of understanding of who you're transacting with. This is kind of interesting for me. Because they already have to sort of be on a certain understanding enough to get into this lightning thing. They have to sort of know the value of it, I would say. Right. So yeah. it, just, it just makes me think it's like... Um, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like I would be attacked as much, like as much, I feel like I would uh, trust the network more than I do Craigslist. Sure. sure. It's
2: a, it's a higher barrier to entry, right? Like sure. Somebody could very easily learn how to use lightning so they could steal people, you know, mug people in alleys or whatever, trying to use the service, but it's much easier to do that on Craigslist where all you do So it's like it doesn't mean it's never going to happen, and that you shouldn't be careful. But it does raise the barrier, so you're much less likely to have that happen.
0: Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, that that wasn't one of the one of the reasons why I used login with Lightning too. That and like it's kind of like a spam filter. So I, I thought about yeah. doing just like totally username and password with no email because that's anonymous too, right? But with that anybody could just like create a username and password, log in and create, um, have a max of three posts per per account per user. So, you know, I could just create a hundred different users and create a bunch of spam posts just to spam it for no reason or whatever. Right. And, uh, so that's kind of a barrier for that too. I can still download multiple wallets, but like, it's a pretty big pain in the ass. And there's only- to oh, do that. Yeah. There's only a handful of them. Nobody's going to do that. Yeah.
2: Most of the spam comes from, like robo bots and stuff. Anyway, like they're not gonna sit there and make all these lightning wallets. like so can. It's just much easier to exactly. do something else. Um, yeah, man. So it, it's awesome that it's open source. I I haven't contributed to anything open source in a, like a while now, and I kind of want to get back into it. And it seems like this is so so new and so fresh. And it's like there's so many things to contribute. Like you might you might, might see a pull request come across GitHub from me. Uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. That future. would be. I would love that'd to be look awesome. At,
2: I'd love to try to help create some of these features and things to improve the user experience so that uh, a bunch of people can use it, even farmers trying to sell raw milk.
0: Yeah, it sounds sounds really cool. I mean, I'm definitely uh, open to PRs. So.
2: Cool. Yeah, so if you're a developer out there, which I know some of our listeners are, uh, check out What's the? Um, we'll put this in the uh, show notes, so maybe send this to me too. But say it uh, for the listeners: like, what is the GitHub, uh, like the repo name that they can find it? Yeah. If you want to look at it and contribute.
0: Yeah, it's githubcom dash dalke That's J-A-R-E-D, dash D-A-H-L-K-E, okay. slash local/slash local sats. So here, I'll I'll send it as a link here too.
2: Yeah, is that is that JavaScript, Python, how you uh
0: yeah, so it's it's uh JavaScript, it's all it's all written in TypeScript, it's Next.js, uh Prisma, Postgres, database on cockroach.
2: Awesome. So that's uh, like that's like 99% of coders out there. Like that's
0: yeah, it's like modern, it's like the best modern front end frameworks. So it's pretty cool, fun to work
1: on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Mike, do you have any? Uh... I, I do have a, a closing thought. Well, I do want to ask you um, a, a few questions, but I can't. I know. Let me see. No, we go. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, the, the one question I want to ask you is like, what aspect of Bitcoin draws you in?
0: Uh, I just think the um, immutabil- immutability you know it's probably what oh, like the, the
1: it's like I said this thing and it's like you can't stop it. <laughs> yeah the past the past, the past no mulligan so no.
0: right. Yeah, yeah that's definitely the most interesting thing you know
1: why is that um
0: because it's just it's it's actually really insane. I mean it's just uh it's just a record that you can't change. That's all it is. It's like it's like I always heard, like, you know, money is basically just a scoreboard. It's just a way of keeping score. And Bitcoin is the scoreboard that takes the most physical energy to manipulate. So, you know, to maliciously manipulate.
2: Right. Like people, so, uh, people, they, they want certainty in the future, but you, people don't think about it as like, we want certainty in the past too. We want to know that this past event people aren't going to change that and be like what the fuck i'm not going to erase history i'm going to try to rewrite history yeah
0: yeah so i'm just waiting for everybody else to figure that out i mean eventually everybody's going to figure it out
2: hopefully hopefully in my lifetime (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh before we let you go uh yeah show like how people find you where can people find more information on just local
0: yeah, so my Twitter is sdbtc. LocalSatsOrg has a Twitter too. It's it's org. Um And then I would say, you know, just go log in to LocalSats.org and uh, check out your area around you. See if there are any posts that you're interested in. Create your own post. Um, and then, you know, maybe make a fake email and put it in there so you get pinged whenever somebody sends you a message so you don't forget about it. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah that's awesome dude yeah i'm uh i'm looking forward to watch the progress of local sats and, and hopefully able to contribute
1: i even logged yeah. in while we were on the conversation
0: sweet how how was the login process for you
1: uh I you know what easier than i thought it was the easier okay. than i thought it would be i'm but that's because on your, I already, on
0: your phone or, or my desktop? phone
1: yeah desktop and phone combination
0: you did you use like uh uh what did you use breeze or
1: i used wallet a Satoshi. blue blue wallet
0: blue wallet lightning okay okay cool
1: um but i still don't know how to optimize for any of the wallet sort of situation so i'm, I'm still rather new to this whole techie part of it
0: <laughs> well um, you figured it out pretty quick so
1: and i haven't well, made it, that far. Use it yeah look th- i think this is a great service and i and i totally uh want to use it and i even looked at who's local to me and there are some people local to me. So it's, it's sort of interesting and I think I should try. Oh Yeah. oh yeah. That's awesome. so, Don't get um, me
2: beat up and mugged in the, uh, Kmart parking lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, this is an open source project. I mean, I'm taking ideas and contributions from anybody who's willing to, to, you know, to give them. So, uh, feedback is, is welcome and encouraged.
1: Awesome. Cool. Thank you, Jared, for uh, coming on tonight. Um, Thank you, guys. Cut it off. Thanks again for listening to the High Hash Rate Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at High Hash Rate. Or you can hit up Dan at Heartland Bitcoin, H-R-T-L-N-D Bitcoin. Or myself, Mike, at Rundance Bitcoin. That's all one word, Rundance Bitcoin. If you're a fellow pleb or you just want to shoot the shit with two high Bitcoiners, reach out to us. Toledo!